This is the Business of Apps podcast, bringing you actionable insights from the leaders of the global app industry and the world's fastest growing apps. You can find more app news, data and analysis over at businessofapps.com. Welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. On this show, we invite app industry professionals to cover various topics. We promise to do our best to keep it both insightful but brief. On this episode, we have Avon Horowitz, CEO at Movers and Shakers. Avon, welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. Thank you. Great to be here. Thank you for coming. Okay, so according to Nielsen Media Research, there are more than 500,000 brands worldwide. And uh, this number is in more than 2,000 product categories. Well, it's a ballpark. It's not a you know, precise number, but it's huge. It's a whole universe of businesses competing for our attention. Boy, it's a tough battle. To meet the demand in reaching out more people, new marketing channels pop up. Every once in a while, a truly remarkable channel emerges. Right now, it's TikTok. On this episode, Evan will talk about best practices for brands to connect with new audiences, to win new customers using TikTok. But before doing all that, Let's begin with talking about you, Avon. Please tell us about yourself. How did you get into marketing? Sure. Yeah. Well, I've been in marketing my whole career. I studied engineering in college, but started working in marketing as a part-time job while I was in university. I was actually a campus tour guide at Stanford and would take oh, prospective nice. students around. And there was a lot of marketing in that. You know, how do you explain the campus, answer difficult questions and uh, I, I got really fascinated by this idea of like, how do you how do you market the product? How do you put the best foot forward? So mm-hmm. I, when I graduated from university, my first job was in marketing for a technology company where they hired engineering grads and taught you marketing. And since then, I haven't looked back. That's nice. Now let's talk about movers and shakers. Uh, so tell us about the company. What do you guys do? What do you move and shake? That's my question. <laughs> Good question. Yeah. What don't we move and shake? You know, we founded Movers and Shakers five years ago with a mission to spread joy. So we're a creative agency that's all about putting positivity out into the world, connecting positive emotions back to the brands that we work with and driving more brand love. So we have become known for disruptive digital marketing across social media. We do a lot of work on what I call the traditional platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, but we're really focused on connecting brands to culture on the frontiers of social. So we're one of the first agencies on TikTok. It's been almost two years now that we've been on TikTok. We're getting our clients on Clubhouse and Triller, um, not just because they're new, but because we're really focused on how do you create that cultural relevance for brands that's going to drive more love around the brand. Uh, anything to mention uh, among your uh, recent achievements? Anything big? Well, I think this week we're going to hit 100 billion views on our TikTok campaigns. So that's okay. a pretty big number. <laughs> it is. Uh, it is. For yeah. eight, almost 8 billion folks on this planet, you've got not 100 billion views. That's, that's a big number for sure. All right. So since we want on this episode help brands to see what is TikTok marketing and what they need to do to leverage this highly engaging channel, Let's start with a usual starting point for any social media platform, which is creating a brand channel. So what brands need to know about it? How is it similar, different from creating channels on other platforms like YouTube, Facebook, what they need to know? 
Yeah, well, the basic idea is the same as what you're used to on, let's say, Instagram or YouTube. The brand sets up a presence, doesn't cost you anything, and then it's up to you to mm -hmm. post. I think the difference is really about the style of the video creation and the type of stories that are told. You know, TikTok is 100% short form video. And unlike even Instagram stories, every video on TikTok has a beginning, middle, and end. So it's all about the storytelling. Another place that brands really struggle with making the transition to TikTok is the production style. You know, TikTok mm -hmm. is all about authentic, low production value. So a lot of our, when we're building brand channels for our clients, we're actually shooting on iPhones, not in studio, just in a home or something like that. Right. And we really want to have that authentic feel that's going to make the brand's content fit in to everything else on the platform. I want to bring up quickly... I remember the time when Facebook didn't have pages and people were trying to create a page for a company, basically just creating a profile like for yeah. themselves. And it was kind of a clunky. On TikTok, uh, the pages you're creating for brands, there clearly there's a distinction between uh, account for a person and account for a brand, right? There is, yeah, but it's not that different, really. If you just look at it, uh, most people wouldn't notice the difference, actually. But just, you know, the brand speaks for itself, obviously. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. So let's, let's, let's bring up, uh, like, um, are there any similarities to point out for brands that stand out and perform really well? What do they get right? What do they do right? Well, the brands that are most successful on TikTok enter TikTok with a strategy that's unique to TikTok. So what doesn't work is copy pasting your Instagram strategy or even your content that's worked for you on Instagram or YouTube. And there's some brands that enter TikTok with cut downs or reformatted versions of content mm -hmm. that's performed well on other platforms. But the environment on TikTok is really different. And the brands that perform the best really understand that. They're doing low-fi low production for their content. They're telling stories in a way that's very TikTok, using TikTok trends focused on music and making their, their content feel really native to the ecosystem. But that's hard to do. You know, most brands have a really clear point of view on Instagram and that works for them. And it's really uncomfortable often for them to stretch into a way that's going to feel authentic in the, in the TikTok environment. Do you think this is a generational thing? People in big companies tend to be not in the teenage, right? Well, I think it, it's part of it. I think some marketers haven't spent a lot of time on TikTok yet, and that makes it harder for them to get it. But it's not a generational thing in the sense that TikTok is now very multi-generational. You know, uh, it started as a, as a platform for Gen Z, but now pretty much all millennials are using it all the time. And we're seeing more and more Gen X and baby boomers on the platform as well. So yeah, being too old is no longer an excuse, unfortunately. Right. Given the number of people who are using TikTok, it's not even possible anymore to make the case that all these people are teenagers. There aren't that many teenagers on this planet after all. No, no, it's not. Let's talk about influencers on TikTok. Well, obviously the notion of an influencer popped up before we got TikTok. You know, uh, these people uh, as a phenomenon emerged on YouTube, Instagram, Pinterest. Are there any specific teams that are popular on TikTok and hence influencers shine with those? And how brands should uh, approach influencers on TikTok to run ad campaigns with high potential? 
Well, I think one of the first things to understand about the influencer environment on TikTok is that for the most part, people who are successful influencers on TikTok are different from the people who have been successful influencers on other platforms. Because as we've been saying, for brands and for anybody, it's hard to make that transition and make your content really good on TikTok. We see a lot of people who have had a lot of success on YouTube or Instagram struggle to get the traction on TikTok. So what we recommend for brands and what we do for all of our campaigns is we really focus on working with influencers who grew up on TikTok and really understand and have succeeded in that environment. And we find that that's a lot more successful. That's interesting because I remember reading about TikTok, like one of the big factors for them to elevate that high as they are right now was that at the very beginning, they invested a lot in, in bringing influences from other platforms to use these people kind of, a, you know, the boosters for the rocket to go up. But right now, people uh, who are really successful when I talk about influencers, they are native on the platform, right? For the most part, yeah. I mean, certainly you also have your big movie stars and celebrities and people who are also successful yeah. on TikTok. But the vast majority of influencers on TikTok have just started their influencer career in the last six to 12 months. And it's a really different world. And so working with them, you know, just has different rules than what you're used to on other platforms. Gotcha. Switching the gears, let's talk about uh, ads uh, on TikTok, the advertising platform. Well, this is more, you know, traditional bit of advertising than TikTok. And what brands should know about running these ads, perhaps some mistakes to avoid, because the TikTok advertising platform, I remember like last year year or two years ago, like the rumor was that people who were using that platform, they were selling, okay, it had kind of a rough edges, not as sophisticated, not as robust and mature as, let's say, Facebook ads. But by now, it's pretty robust and mature, right? Yeah, it is. And it's getting better every week. Um, it's certainly not as mature as Google or Facebook's platforms, but they're building out new features constantly. There's a lot of brands that are having a lot of success on TikTok. And the ones that are, are following the same creative guidelines that we've been talking about, right? They understand that their creative for TikTok needs to feel really native to that platform. So there it fits in. But one of the cool things about ads on TikTok, is, unlike on Instagram, let's say, is mm -hmm. that on TikTok, people come for discovery. They're not there to only see content from their friends or people they follow. So they're used to seeing content from unknown people. So as a brand, that's amazing because if you're on your Instagram story feed, you recognize immediately, oh, I don't know who this brand is. I don't follow them. But on TikTok, you're used to seeing content from things that you don't follow. And so if you can be really native and organic in the way that you're making your videos, people won't even realize that it's an ad until you've already got their attention. And then at that point, they don't care. So that's a big opportunity for marketers. Yeah, this is a very significant difference between Instagram and TikTok because on Instagram, and from a personal experience, I do tend to skip those ads, even though they're pretty good. But I don't expect to interact with some other content from people whom I don't know. But on TikTok, you're coming on the platform to find stuff you haven't seen up till now. Mm -hmm. That's a big yeah. plus. Yeah, Congrats. TikTok's really an entertainment platform. You know, it's competing more with Netflix than it is with Instagram. Um, people come to TikTok to just turn their brains off and enjoy some content. And, you know, increasingly, instead of watching a Netflix show before bed, people are just watching some TikTok before bed. Gotcha. Uh, tell me about the viral challenges. Well, what are they and how do they work? Like two words do make sense for me, but I haven't heard about this phrase, you know, in the context of TikTok. What is all about? Sure. 
Well, this is a totally new campaign format that hasn't existed on any other social platform. And so it's really cool. This is how we're getting the billion view campaigns consistently on TikTok. TikTok's enabled a new dimension of virality that you could never do on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, or Twitch. In addition to a given video being able to go viral, you can now actually get a viral snowball of video creation. So you have the general public actually creating videos around a challenge or a trend that has started. Most of these happen organically. If you are not familiar with TikTok, you might remember the ice bucket challenge or oh, yeah. the Harlem shake challenge. You know, mm -hmm. These are a couple examples of challenges that have happened before TikTok. But on TikTok, this is every day. There's constantly challenges. Everybody's making this drink or everybody's dancing to this song and everybody does it and you make a video. So now brands have the opportunity to start these challenges. One of the most famous challenges is a campaign that we did a couple of years ago with Elf Cosmetics, hashtag eyes, lips, face. And it was very simple. We wrote a song, ELF, Elf stands for eyes, lips, face. And we said, show me your eyes, show me your lips, show me your face. And we literally had 5 million people create videos joining in on the challenge. That's a terrific concept. I do hope people will start making challenges like let's save the planet, let's save, save the biodiversity on the planet. There, there's definitely an opportunity for that. We work with a lot of brands that have very clear focus on their mm. values, whether that's sustainability or diversity or things like that. And we've, what we find with the, the generations, millennials and Gen Z especially, is that they love those really values-driven narratives. So it is a big opportunity for brands. That's awesome. So from what business verticals do you see brands shine the most on TikTok? Like from the variety of business verticals in the world economy, what sections are really you know, doing great? I think consumer products is definitely the biggest one so far, whether that's CPG, beauty is certainly big, but in general, really any consumer focused brands have a big opportunity, even if it's more of a service. We have a lot of retailers who are clients, for example, Amazon, DSW are clients of ours. So it's more about the creativity that you bring. And can you find a way to bring really authentic and fun storytelling to your brand? And if so, you can have a lot of success on the platform. Got it. I realize it's impossible to predict, uh, but just your guess, your gut feeling. What do you see for TikTok next? I mean, by now they've got a huge adoption rate. They've got a mature, pretty mature advertising platform. YouTube, Snapchat, Instagram are all playing catch up with it, you know, trying to release tools that are kind of similar as a TikTok. You know, the jury's out how successful those attempts will be. So what will be the next TikTok step to keep up the, its momentum? It's e-commerce. TikTok is really focused on building out as e-commerce uh, opportunities for brands. If you look at Douyin, which is the TikTok app that's in China, um, owned mm -hmm. by the same parent company, they're quite a ways ahead in developing e-commerce, social selling, influencer-driven live stream shopping. And uh, TikTok has started to pilot that. There's been two live stream shoppings in the United States so far, both of them with Walmart. And that's really the future where TikTok is headed as more and more opportunities for brands to do direct e-commerce in the app. That's interesting how it's going to pan out. That's really a cool trend. Okay, at this point, we've kind of finished with the major point of the table with the topic we wanted to talk about. And I'm just going to ask you a few quick questions to kind of draw the picture of who you are as a person for the audience. So these are just the quick questions. Sure. Are you iOS or Android person? 
I'm an Android person. I'm, I'm on Samsung. Okay, finally, I've got one more uh, item on my Android pile. Uh, there are a lot of folks on the iOS side. Okay. I know, I know. I had to borrow an iPhone so I could get on Clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you remember your first mobile phone? Yeah, my first one was a little Nokia bar phone. Back when it was cool to have the smallest phone possible, I found this really tiny little cell phone and I, I loved it. Yeah, that, that, that was the, you know, uh, the technical challenge. As tiny as you can get. Mm-hmm. Okay, imagine uh, hypothetically, um, and I hope you're not living in an area which is under lockdown. Imagine you've left your home and you left your smartphone. What would be the most missing feature for you? Probably the news. I spend a lot of time reading the news on my phone. Apple News or any other app? You know, I mainly use a free feed reader, Feedly. I, I uh, subscribe uh-huh. to a lot of RSS feeds. Got it. When you take a look at your Android phone and think about, okay, what would be a cool thing to have on this uh, device to make it more useful for you? Could be software, could be hardware. What that would be? Like, what is missing right now? You know, just a timer to keep me from spending too much time on TikTok. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Okay, before I let you go, there's just one more question. How can people get in touch with you and get more information about what you do? Yeah, so my company is Movers and Shakers. We're at MoversShakers.co. That's two S's in the middle, MoversShakers.co. You can email us at hi at MoversShakers.co. And if you want to follow me, follow me on LinkedIn. I post all the time there about my latest points of view on social media and trends and case studies of success that we're having. Awesome. Thank you for your time, Ivan. Thanks for coming on our podcast. My pleasure. Thanks for the invitation. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that was Avon Harvitz, CEO at Movers and Shakers. To listen to more episodes, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Just search for Business of Apps and you will find us easily. We release episodes on Mondays, so subscribe and you will be able to get new episodes on your smartphone, tablet, or computer as soon as we release them. And please don't forget to leave us a review or comment on iTunes. It is highly appreciated. And all episodes will also be available on businessofapps.com. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Business of Apps podcast. For more, head on over to businessofapps.com.